Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Randy Rainwater is out today. Ray Tucker is out today because he's doing Arkansas Little Rock basketball tonight. Rick Schaefer, Northwest Arkansas, and now we're joined by... Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980, Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service, ask for Asher. Okay, Trey, I gotta admit, I, I was all set to watch your walk and talk, I'm thinking Trey Betty is finally going to be kind of fired up. You kind of were low-key on that walk and talk. Now, I know you weren't in Gainesville, but uh, you just didn't mm-hmm. seem like you were that excited about the win. Am I wrong? Well, Did I misread I that? Did I misread that? I don't know. I, I, I was I was happy for the rent relieved, maybe. I don't know yeah. what the emotion was. I I try not to to fake anything. I don't want to come on and say, okay, I need to be hyped up for this one, you know. I <laughs> just kind of <laughs> do how I feel. Um so, yeah, I think there was probably some relief with it. I mean, uh, the way the game ended, you're just kind of like, okay, well, the refs made an error here, and they're about to kick a field goal and win the game. And we're going to have another <laughs> 2009 game in Gainesville to complain about Whoa. for that, you know, nobody else is going to uh, care about but us. But uh, luckily, they missed the field goal, and um, it didn't matter. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was uh, just. I was happy. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know that that didn't come across. But uh, yeah, just I was me. Happy. Just me. now, all yeah. all our listeners who want to call in can say, "Hey, I thought Trey was really excited," and then I'll feel <laughs> bad that I even brought it up. You know, you, you talk about that play at the end. It's interesting that um, Sam Pittman explained the way it was explained to him, and uh, that the clock shouldn't have started. That's what they explained it to him. But even Florida's coach said. We were lucky to get away with that. That means that clock should have expired. There should have been no time on the clock. Yeah. Am, I, am I right There were 19, 19 players on the field for Florida, and Arkansas <laughs> didn't have time to put anybody. They wouldn't. I mean, the guy went down, you know, put his hand over the center and, and then immediately bounced back, and Arkansas has a guy running out on the field. But if, uh, if that's handled the way it should have been, it was a mistake by Florida by rushing their field goal unit out there. Uh, if it was called the way it should have been, then Arkansas has time to bring their players out and the clock runs out. Yeah, that's exactly right. But you're There were right. a couple of issues. I mean, the fumble, the early whistle. I've gone back and looked at it over and oh over again. The gosh. ball hits the ground before the whistle's even blown. Oh, my gosh. Before the whistle's even blown. And that's um, after they, we, after Arkansas fumbled. And, you know, he was fighting for yardage. And, yes, he did fumble. But Florida's was more blatant than Arkansas's. Don't you think? Florida's, what do their, you mean? Their, fumb, their fumble was more obvious than the one they gave A.J. Green fumbled. And because, oh, yeah. Yeah, they had to replay that several times. The Florida fumble was yeah. obvious, and they didn't even replay it because they said the whistle blew. <laughs> it was, and they were both they were both fumbles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. Yeah. So um, yeah, but I mean, it's hard to harp too much on the negatives when there were so many positives right. to take Absolutely. away. And Arkansas ended up winning the game. I I, I felt pretty good. Like, after Arkansas's defense stopped them and held them to a field goal in overtime, yeah. I was just thinking, all right, as long as they don't get, like, a holding penalty or a personal foul, then they're going to be okay. <laughs> of course, first play, holding penalty. And then when K.J. ran up the middle for 20 yards and plowed over everybody and then, yeah. you know, did the flex at the end and the grimace on his face, I was like, yep, this game is over. It's just a matter of time how they're going to get into the end zone. Um, I did feel like Rocket Sanders might have been down on that first down run. Um 
I understand the way I understand it, it's like the back when your wrist back of your hand hits the ground and you're down. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I remember DJ Williams. I believe in the uh, in the 2010 uh, Sugar Bowl went down similar in a similar fashion and was called down. But that's the way I understood it. Like when you're any part of your body, it, and the rule says your hands, but I, I always assumed that meant like the you know the front of your hand. Um, any part goes down except for that, then you're down. But anyway, it didn't matter. It was a first down run, and it's not like that was you know a do or die situation for him. But um, I don't know. I just kind of took solace a little bit that hey, hey, Arkansas got away with something. You know? yeah, well, hey, but, and, uh, and nobody asked a question about it. So you know, Florida, Florida right. never questioned it. They just okay, never first down to four. No. And then how about the play call on first down from the four? Yeah, um, and Pittman said he was kind of nervous about it, but uh, you know, it put a lot of faith in, in Kenny for the way he called the game. And you know, that was the first question. Also, I asked Sam Pittman today at the press conference was, "Is Kenny Guyton a candidate for the permanent position?" He said, "Yes, obviously. If he keeps, if the offense keeps producing the way it did last weekend, then you you'd have to consider him a candidate." And um, I, I just thought, I thought the first series, the way that they came out, was just yes. Um, yeah. Just a great like Danny West broke it down in SEC games. Arkansas averages like two point two yards for a first play. Wow! And they've got like twenty five yeah, on the first play, yeah, and then followed yeah. it up with a six yard run. Yeah, up the, up the middle. So yes, um, yeah, it was good to see them starting out like that. I, I watched the video of Kenny Guyton coming down. You know, the first time he'd come down from the box. Uh, and you know, locked eyes with KJ Jefferson after the game. I yeah. watched that embrace like 80 times. Oh, it's amazing! I mean, I just thought it? it was fantastic to see yeah. that energy. And Pittman talked about you know the loss of their spirit and stuff, but uh, definitely felt like they got it back in this one. It's good to see Rocket Sanders run. I felt like the last couple of drives you had like a KJ drive, and then you had a Rocket drive right yeah. after that. Um, so that was good. And. Um, it was dis- the only thing that was like, you know, disappointing towards the end of the game was getting that holding penalty down there when you're trying to, you know, have a game-winning type of drive. Getting that holding penalty and you had a false start right after that, and that's the kind of stuff that makes me think, you know, mm. that's why the team was two and six because the things yeah. doing stuff like that at the end of a game, you just can't have a holding penalty when you're you have such a critical drive like that. Also, didn't really. And I'm nitpicking, but you know it's 1:46 on the clock. You're in field goal range. You got your game-winning drive going. You got all three timeouts. Florida has none, and or maybe they had one at that point. And uh, slow it you know, down why not a little take, bit. Yeah, you, you had 26 seconds left on the clock, and you snapped the mm-hmm. ball. Like why not? Why not take that down a little bit there and utilize yeah. your timeouts? And I don't know. That was yeah, I know Florida I'm went a long way in 44 won, seconds, didn't they? To get a chance, they did. Uh, it, and we've seen teams go, you know, quickly in in a short amount of time. So I would have liked to have seen them manage the clock a little bit better there. But uh, I say I'm nitpicking. You know, Sam Pittman's got a list of 20 things that he wants corrected. You know, he I thought he made a good point about that. Just because you win, sometimes the things that you need to get corrected get swept under the rug a little bit. And uh, yeah. he's got, you know, he's got a list of things that he wants them to do better at. Well, let's face it. Uh, Florida was last in the nation in quarterback sacks, but they got some against Arkansas. So that's yeah. there's still some work to be done there. But no having question. Rocket Sanders back definitely took some pressure off of KJ throwing the ball. Uh, it, de- having Ro- you notice where Rocket, you know, helped him in pass protection, and, and AJ had a nice uh, had a nice play where he uh, picked up um, Princely, uh, their their standout edge guy. But yeah, I mean. I thought that you know Devon Manuel got that holding penalty at the you know end of the regulation, but overall I thought he played I thought he played better than Chambly has. Um, he's just so big and long. If they can, and it sounds like they're going to have him in there for this one uh, at left tackle, and then um, you know Kudis went down obviously, and I thought Takis uh, Crawford always played really well. wrong, but it, yeah. it's Takis. Uh, yeah. I always thought he I, th- I thought he played pretty well when he came in. Yeah. You know it is interesting that. On the you know two injuries that Arkansas had, I don't know if you noticed that Patrick Kudis when he went down with injury, it was over that illegal hands to the face. You know he had like uh, number twenty four for them. James I believe had like two hands up under his face mask or on his throat or something, and, and just kind of bowed him backwards, and uh, it caused him to kind of buckle and his he rolled his ankle up. And then the uh, the pass interference in the end zone against Armstrong was, you know, the way the defensive back was kind of all up in him, it caused him to land awkwardly. And, mm. um, you know, he ended up being injured because of that. So you had like two 
penalties against Florida defenders that ended up in Arkansas injuries. And Kudis is Kudis is probably done for the year. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what what we hear. At least Armstrong should be back. I got some more questions there, but let's go to Charlie because he's we'll got a question. We'll see on Armstrong. If Armstrong has a concussion, I don't know if he'll be back. Yeah. Well, Pittman's if very not this week, up, but, if not this yeah. week, he'd be back for the last two. So, although right. they could sure use him this week. Especially okay, Charlie. With so many weapons on offense going down. That's right, Charlie and Camden. Thanks for calling. You got a question for Trey? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, no, I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it. I tell <laughs> well. you, he did. I will say that I will give Sam credit about one thing he said today, and he said a lot of great things, but. I want to correct some people that are saying this total switch of the offense was just for KJ because that is utterly ridiculous. That offense was switched and and, and simplified for this whole team. And he made a great point about it helping the offensive line, Trey. And I thought it, it does. It does because it's like they get to fire off. They don't think as much. And... They're not worth, you know, and I do think obviously it's obvious that Manuel's the better player. Uh, Chambly was, I think he gave up three, and I'm not calling the kid out or being ugly, but I, I think he gave up three or four. Did he give up three sacks himself? I know he if gave I, up I'm two not. that were pretty, that went pretty much right around him. But here's the thing with Chambly, which is what I've said since the very beginning, since he, I know since Devon Daniel was down, is he's just not ready yet. It doesn't mean he yep. won't be ready. He's just put into a situation really a good year before he's ready to be put in that situation. And Kudis is kind of the same thing. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I just think because Manuel hadn't been healthy, and it's like Crawford, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to take that spot away from Kudis, I guess, in practice. But that's another point I want to make is, Sometimes some guys in practice just you know you got that old school yeah. coach mindset. Even Dwight McLaughlin, let's be honest. I mean, you know when he gets into a game, obviously he's a different player. He's a different animal, and yeah. that's the point I wanted to make, Trey, about the offense. It was not just for KJ; it was for no, everyone because so. they were yeah. all struggling. Yeah, anyway, totally agree. Going. Yeah, totally agree with that. No doubt. Uh, I think it helped okay. the offensive line, but we also saw there's still issues with the offensive line. It's just right. It's Arkansas's weakness on offense. Well, speaking of issues, who's going to play tight end? They need Gums to step up is what they need to happen. I mean, Gums and, you know, Bax and, and Sherman, they are, you know, kind of an example of guys that do everything right in practice and stuff, but... I mean, Gums is at least as good a blocker than them and can catch the ball. But Gums also, I mean, he got that penalty for not being set that cost Arkansas first down. You know, you know they're going fast and he's kind of slow. He's just he's got to have better awareness than that. But they need Gums to improve in that area so he can be relied upon and because he's he's going to be their best pass catching option, who's also you know a capable blocker. You know, they could maybe use Shamar Easter or something, but Shamar's still pretty skinny. He still needs to add some some weight before he's going to be uh, effective out there, I think. But Gums would be the guy that they could really use to to step up um, and play play that spot. But it's been unfortunate they've lost two guys. Two really good ones. And, well, in Washington, they didn't even know what they had. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I mean, now he's out for the year. Yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate. It's a shoulder, for those who don't know. It's a dislocated shoulder that's probably going to require surgery. Okay, so you're saying you're not sure about Armstrong. Okay, so... Well, if Armstrong he, has a concussion, I've only seen one other instance where a player in college has had a concussion and they came back, back the next... next and that was the Texas A&M defensive back last year when Arkansas played them. He had he had he was in concussion protocol from the week before and he played against Arkansas. Well, I know he's not the decision maker. The medical people will be. But by Saturday night, he tweeted, I'm fine. I'll be back. So, uh, Well, hopefully, maybe it's not a concussion. You know, maybe it's something else. But he looked like he was asleep down there to me. But let's just say, you know, let's just say he can't play Saturday against Auburn. Now let's go back again and say, okay, obviously, you you had a a guy catch one for the touchdown. But who else is KJ going to throw to? Yeah. Well, Tesla's come on a little bit more and more. And we saw, you know, Tesla in the spring and in camp, we saw a lot of really big plays from him. And we just haven't seen them 
as much during the season. But he was also doing it against this secondary, which everybody feels like is so much better. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, him, Satania's certainly got more and more involved. Jaden Wilson has lapses here and there yeah. where he drops passes that you feel like he should catch, so they could use him step up. But he's also but he made, made some he big made a good catch the other day, yeah. Yeah, he did. So, you know, he would be another option. Uh, we haven't seen Bryce Stevens at all. Um, no. I don't know if he's played this season, really. I don't think and, he has. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they have Dasmond James among the freshmen and stuff. So they, they have some guys, but uh, Armstrong's definitely been their top receiver. And if he could come back, then that would be uh, that would be really big for him. Yeah, isn't it interesting that uh, they had two weeks to heal, got some guys back, healthy and all that, and then, boom, played a – that was a very physical game because Florida had it some was. guys get knocked out of the game too. Yeah, it was it was very physical. It was a great game, fun game all the way to the fourth quarter, and Arkansas came out with a win. That's that's why we watch. We want games like that. Okay. Arkansas has not had I wouldn't an effort. Mind, I wouldn't mind a blowout, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a couple of weeks from Arkansas, now, maybe that'll happen. Arkansas uh, plays in so many close games. Like, you yeah. know, you're looking at the record and stuff. That you know, Going into the last week, Arkansas had played in five one-possession games, and nobody else had played in more than three. And Arkansas right. played in six the year before. And now Arkansas is up to six this year in one possession game. So um, Arkansas, for whatever reason, is in a lot of close games. Yeah, certainly are. Well, um, okay, so this week it's Auburn. Auburn's got a couple wins. They beat Mississippi State. They beat Vanderbilt. They're not great, but Arkansas has not been good at home. What what can inspire Arkansas to play well Saturday against Auburn? Well, hopefully carrying over what just happened. I mean, that would that would be a big part of it, and understanding that nothing is owed to you. You know, Mississippi State yeah. didn't owe you a win, That's and right. uh, I can I can think back to two years ago when Auburn came to town, and Arkansas had just lost three straight. Uh, I think Georgia might have been the last one, and you come back home, you're like, this is just what they need. You know, they can beat this Auburn team, and you almost felt like they owed it to you somehow. But Auburn didn't owe them anything, and and they ended up with an Arkansas, and so. Um, you know, you got to go out and take what you want. And they can beat this Auburn team. This isn't a great Auburn team, obviously. Um, you know, they're playing for bowl eligibility, but I, I, so I can't is Florida. Play. Yeah. So is Florida. Uh, but they have, you know, uh, you know, it's not like do or die like it is for Arkansas. They play New Mexico State uh, after Arkansas. So they, they should win that one and get bowl eligible. But, uh, you know, Arkansas is... Uh, Back against the wall again. Every every game is back against the wall if they want to get bowl eligible. Uh, Peyton Thorne's been a good quarterback. I think it's kind of like you know Graham Mertz in a way. He's maybe been a little bit better than what you thought. He can run the ball and and throw the ball, but um, they can beat this Auburn team. Um, I, I I think Arkansas has a better squad if they can you know play close to the way they played on offense last time. Okay, another question for Trey from our friend Jake. Hi, Jake. Hey, good afternoon, Rick. Trey, uh, I don't know hey. if Tyler's still there or not, but I'd like him to weigh on, in on this, too, if he is. No, he, he was just here so, for the first hour. The, the, the phantom targeting call that everybody's griping about on the LSU-Bama game, okay? Yes, I, I, I am happy about the win that we had, but... Uh, and, I, you know, I, I want to talk about this because I've seen too many people griping about it. That was in no way, shape, or form targeting. Uh, that guy did not lead with the crown of his helmet. He did not launch his body. He hit the guy as he was throwing the ball. His face mask landed directly in his numbers. The head kick back was caused by whiplash, and the defender slid up him as they were going down. He did not drive his body into the ground. He wrapped up, was fully wrapped up, and I, I, I saw nothing wrong with that play, except for a guy with a glass jaw getting it cracked. Like Mike Tyson says, everybody got a plan until you got hit. And the corn dog got hit. Trey, let me know what you think about that, man. I really don't think there was any, like, I, I think the booth looked at it, and there's a reason they didn't look at it for targeting, because the booth said there's no targeting here. So, yeah, yeah I'd like to hear your thoughts talking about, man. talking about, okay, thanks, Jake. Thanks for calling. I didn't talking think about it was targeting. On oh, Jaden Daniels, is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I think it was a good, a, a good clean. Now he did, 
I mean, it's just it happens in football, but like you can't protect every single play. I don't think that he launched with the crown of his helmet. I think he, as he said, you know, was going straight for his chest. You know, naturally you're going to like go up the body a little bit. Um, I don't think he had any choice but to drive him into the ground. He was just he was delivering a vicious hit. I mean, and Jaden Daniels, I think. I think Jaden Daniels' is, you know, concussion came from not the hit, but you know, landing on the turf, yeah. you know, having his head knocked back into the turf. But I didn't, I didn't think that was targeting. I just thought it was a vicious hit. And there are a lot of those, and and that's the thing. Football is a game where people hit hard, and yep. you, you do, this is not flag football. Okay, we got, uh, yeah. and that's, uh, I mean, that's. That's a big deal for Florida also. I mean, you never like to see anybody get hurt, but Florida is staring at LSU and Missouri on the road yeah. next and then Florida State at home, and they're trying to get bowl eligible. And, you know, placing an LSU team without Jaden Daniels is certainly quite different. It, it definitely is. Okay, Anthony's got a question for Trey. Go ahead, Anthony. Uh, yeah, hey, how y'all doing? Woo, so raise the baby. We finally got a win. Ain't that something? Yes, it is. Okay. Where are we going here? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was so glad they got that win, boy. When they kicked that, uh, when they had that uh, last touchdown, I think Arkansas, they, they outgot them this time. They look like a whole different team. And so I'm going to leave it up to y'all to see what y'all think about the Razorbacks. Uh, you think we might be bowl eligible? Mm-hmm. Well, it takes three more wins. That, that you yeah. better start this week with Auburn. They got to outgot Okay, Auburn. The rest of them. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I'm just glad uh, Arkansas got their team. They got the identity back. So, you know, they, it's going to be a good game. And so I'm going to leave y'all up to there. And, uh, you know, right. hopefully they'll win. Woo, peace to it. Okay, Anthony. Thanks All for right. calling. I'm off okay, to Bud thanks. Walton. You're almost to Bud Walton because tonight the Alex I, I said I'm off. All- I'm off right now. I'm heading Oh, you're there. off right now. Okay. We'll enjoy the yep. game against Alcorn State tonight. And we'll talk to you tomorrow, Trey. Bye, guys. All right. Next up is Landon Leach. We'll have Landon when we come back after this. Goodfell Truck Accessories, getting your truck ready for hunting season with camper shells, winches, weather tech floor liners, and much more. That's Goodfell Truck Accessories in Jacksonville. Arkansas State fans, listen up. The Red Wolves' home in central Arkansas is 106.7 Buzz 2. Listen every week for Sunbelt Conference action with the Red Wolves, only on 106.7 Buzz 2. It's fall. And you know that means schools are back in. Leaves will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights, an action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai Gets you there in style and with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty 10 years, 100,000 miles, and Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to $3,000 off new Hyundais this fall at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway and online at ChrisCraneHyundai.com. When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Bert here, he's been lifting weights for over 45 years. He can bench press a 400-pound nose guard, deadlift an elephant, even clean and jerk a truck filled with watermelons. Fantastic rep, Bert. We're a lot like Bert lifting weights, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance, protecting your business and your family for over 45 years. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. ZZ Top. Leonard Skinner. Two American institutions unite. <laughs> the sharp-dressed, simple man tour. April 18th, Simmons Bank Arena. With Glenn
Black Stone Cherry. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. and Leonard Skinnerd live. It's time for a Corky's Ribs and Barbecue customer review. Corky's, you've ruined all of the ribs for me. I took a bite and suddenly my taste buds threw a party. Now my friends want to come over for barbecue night, but only if Corky's is invited too. Corky's Ribs and Barbecue in Little Rock and North Little Rock. Did you know Arch Marine is the kayak leader in Central Arkansas? Right now, get 20% off all feel-free kayaks. All the prices are falling on kayaks this month. Don't forget, we repair ATVs. Your granddaddy trusted Arch Marine, and so can you. Looking for a great place to work? How about going to DoubleBees.com and apply online? I mean, it is a great place to work. Each and every morning, start my day off right. I had the Double Bees because I want the bean-to-cup coffee. And what that is, it is a selected roast that I can grind and then produce a hot and fresh cup of my Renoco coffee. I can also check out the Renoco cappuccino. And the great thing about Double B's, they've always got those monthly specials. In a hurry, you can always pay at the pump with your Exxon or Phillips 66 mobile apps at all stores. Be sure and sign up and pay with your Exxon credit card, and you'll get 10 cents off a gallon at the pump. It is at Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it Double B's. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. We're talking about Arkansas beating Florida. We're talking about all kinds of other things. I will tell you that um, we're about to introduce our next guest, and I will tell you from 6.05 to 6.30, I'll be here uh, by myself. So uh, if you have some calls, you can you can call certainly while Landon is on. But just to let you know, those who have sent uh, some ASHA record service Live fan feedback. I will get to that in the uh, 605 spot. You're not uh, totally alone, Rick. I'm not totally alone now because I got Landon Leach, right? Well, we got Todd Pierce, too, right? So, anyway, but Landon's Landon with Pierce. us now, right? So, Landon, good to have you with us. Isn't it good to come back on a happy week? Well, it's about time, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely a lot more fun to talk about a victory. Okay. Well, we've 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 rehashed it for the last hour and a half. How about your thoughts on the game? Well, you know, I, I thought that they we've talked a lot all year about uh, really simplifying uh, protection schemes, which I thought they did. Um, we talked last week how I thought that they would get back more to uh, the scripts run play versus the, the zone plays. Um, you know, where you're really attacking the outside or sorry, the inside. Uh, well, best way to put it, cheek of the of where the tight end's located, uh, and allows the running back to get the hole a little quicker. And I think you saw that, uh, you know, from Rocket, he was a lot more comfortable in that scheme this week. And uh, and then, my goodness, it was so nice to see balls being thrown over the middle of the field, and especially yes. on third down, and yes. and when they're pressuring. And and we've talked for three years now, or four years now, on how much we would like to see the ball thrown over the middle of the field. And, a lot of our big games came from that this week. So, um, really enjoyed watching the play calling this week. Um, you know, obviously there's times that you're wondering what's going on, but it's also his first play calling, and, and there weren't too many of those times that you felt that way. Because uh, you can say that about really any offense out there uh, week in, week out. Uh, but I think that, you know, uh, I think that it, a lot of it that became tough for him is I feel like we had a, a – you know, a lot of game playing going in for Ty Ty Washington. Uh, yes. And you saw that early. Yes. And then yes. he goes down, and, and now what do you do? And, and I think for a couple of series, he, he struggled on making those adjustments. Uh, but then he did. And um, I thought for his first time calling plays, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. And it, you could tell that uh, KJ was a lot more comfortable. You're exactly right. Now, we had a question for Trey that you might want to address this. Um, 
you know, yes, uh, good offensive plays, calls, and everything else, but almost 100 yards in penalties. How can they cut down on the penalties, uh, including, of course, too much holding in this game? Yes. Uh, you know, there were a couple of them I, I thought were some fan holding films, especially oh, on that last the last drive. in overtime, uh, the one I in mean, overtime. On, Quinn, yeah, Quinn Grovey went on and on and on, uh, not on the <laughs> air, but he, he said, I watched that so many times, that was not holding. No. Uh, but, you know, again, I and, and I think a lot of it um, came back to, you know, you had two tackles that went out again. Yeah. Well, one that went out with injury, and then uh, you brought Manuel in. And I actually thought the offensive line played much, much better, um, you know, when, um, you know, you never wanted player injured. I'm not saying that, but I thought uh, Takias Crawford played his best game ever as a Razorback. Uh, yes. You know, when he came in at right tackle last year, just got destroyed by uh, LSU, uh, which he just wasn't ready for. But I, I felt like he played a great game. I thought Manuel played very well when he came in. Uh, but I, I think that still some of it is uh, you're hoping that, uh, you know, it's just continuity, but it's also maybe some of the difference in the schemes, the blocking schemes. Um, you know, and then defensively they had a few, but uh, it just, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point of the season, you kind of are who you are. And it's been a team that's been penalized a lot ever since Coach Pittman's been here. Um, so to answer your question, I, I'm not real sure what you can do other than hopefully get some more continuity within the offensive line and get them more comfortable uh, in these uh, simplified schemes. And hopefully you cut down on that in these next few games. So Landon, next week, Saturday against Auburn, is game number 10. Arkansas is going to enter that game minus its best two tight ends, possibly minus one of its best receivers. We don't know about Armstrong. Minus one of its starting tackles. I mean, this happens yeah. at this time of year. Is Arkansas, do you, you think, you've watched them all year, are, are they deep enough to withstand that, even though their schedule may not be as strong now as it was earlier in the year? You know, you hope that they are at tackle. Um, and, and this isn't a shot at Tudis. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman, you know, playing right. in the SEC. Uh, and he's had his struggles pretty much all year. Um, you would hope that, uh, you know, going forward, uh, these lumps he's ta- uh, taken this year uh, in the next few years are going to lead to really great things for him. So, you know, at, at the tackle position, uh, you can't afford another, another injury uh, for sure. Uh, but, you know, you would hope that you're okay there. Where I'm really concerned is tight end. And, you know, I was thinking last night, I, I'm not sure that I wouldn't try Tesla out there in the H-back position. Hmm. Uh, you know, in, in certain uh, downs and distances, he's a fantastic physical blocker. I know he's undersized. He can't play there consistently. But in certain packages and certain, you know, if they get in a nickel uh, situation, uh, you know, I'm not sure that I wouldn't give him a shot at uh there and uh, see what you can do now. Gums look a little more physical. Pittman said today that you know he had been battling an ankle injury all year that no one was really aware of. Uh, so obviously you hope that he can step up, um, but you know that that's where I'm really concerned because whether we run, you were running Enos offense or what we were look more like the other day where we're in that more natural H back position. Uh, that's a very, very important position in this uh, system. And so, um, you know, I was just trying to think outside the box on what I would do there. And, uh, you know, you're really down to gums. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how Shamar Easter's looking uh, physically. Uh, so, uh, obviously, you give those two a shot. But, um, you know, I'm not sure I wouldn't give Tesla a shot there, too. And uh, get him, you know, get him and Titania and, and uh, hopefully uh, – Oh my goodness! Just went blank on our <laughs> leading receiver that went down with the concussion. Armstrong, yeah, uh, yeah, Armstrong. Hopefully, you can get all of them on the field at one time and, and see what you might do. Um, but they're going to have their work cut out of, for them for sure. If Randy were on, I'd say maybe the coaches are chewing on whether to play gums or not, but he's not, so I won't use that. <laughs> at, at, at any rate, uh, I mean, you've even talking about Tesla, they're kind of thin on wide receivers too. You know, if if you move him to tight end, do you have unless they can get Satania more involved? Now he was in on more snaps the other day, mm-hmm. but didn't they didn't throw to him a lot? Yeah, and, and I'm sorry, I don't mean 
full time there. I'm just saying, you know, if For there's certain plays. packages where you need to get gums yeah. a breather uh, here and there, or if it's, you know, a third and seven, third and eight uh, situation where you're trying to get matchups and they've got a, a nickel or a dime, which means five or six D-backs in the game, that's somewhere where, you know, you might get sneaking in there uh, and keep your advantage at that at that position. Um, you know, because I, I just don't see how gums could go a full game after as little as he's played all year. Uh, and then uh, now maybe, like I said, one of the freshmen, Easter steps up. Uh, you know, I've heard him talk about uh, both of the, the walk-on tight ends and uh, has great things to say. But, you know, really in game 10 of your of your season, that's not who you really want uh, <laughs> right. playing that position at this time. Um, so, uh, like I said, they've got the work cut out for them, but, uh, you know, you can actually have a little faith that um, – we're going to do what it takes to make this offense successful versus beating your head against the wall like we did most of the year. And if Easter's not ready, you don't want him to lay an egg, so you got to be careful about right. playing him. Okay, um, uh, you're right, uh, freshman tight ends. So you think about how emotional, and I can tell you being there, this team was just ecstatic after winning that game. Most times when you get to game nine, you don't have that type of feeling unless you just beat Alabama or LSU or something. How tough is it, knowing that's only the first game, can they carry that momentum, or were there such relief from that that you worry about their emotions this week? You know, I, I think that there had been so much built-up frustration, uh, and, you know, you, you heard Pittman kind of, <laughs> whether he intended to or not, kind of take a shot at previous play calling and said, hey, we finally were in what we practiced. Uh, and so I think that there was just so much relief. And it, it, to me, seeing KJ and, like you said, those guys respond the way they did, uh, it feels like they finally got some trust in each other and they want to play for each other. Uh, because, like I said, at Mississippi State, it looked like that offense that just totally quit. Mm. And uh, you saw all the guys, whether they had been injured, whether – they're maybe not playing as much as they felt like they would this year, uh, those type of situations. And they were all going crazy in that locker room. So, yes, yeah, I, mean, I think that you – yeah, I think that you worry a little bit about an emotional letdown. But I think, you know, it's fortunate but unfortunate. You know, we know we've got to carry it over now to get more eligible. We've got to win these last three. So yeah. I think that that's uh, one thing that you have going for you is, is – you know, it's basically win or go home at the end of the season now. Uh, the other one is uh, you could just tell the energy that uh, Kenny G brings uh, to that to those players uh, and, and the way that uh, he was emotional at the game. Uh, you just don't see that out of a lot of coaches anymore, and I actually enjoyed it. Enjoyed seeing that uh, because I felt like that that's something that this staff has definitely missed uh, pretty much offensively since Pittman's been here. Well, that's interesting, and when we talk about did they show so much emotion they don't have much left, Kenny Guyton's got plenty left because you know he he's really auditioning, and one game doesn't get you a job, you know. So, uh, and Sam Pittman said today, is he a candidate for the offensive coordinator? Yes, but that means he's got the job, and so he's still in the audition stage. I would guess his excitement level is going to stay high the rest of the year, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think you would. It would have to, and. and uh you know, that's another thing that I'm really impressed with, how as many close games as we've lost and as bad as we struggled offensively, you know, Pittman's kept this team body in all year, whether you want to believe it or not. I mean, other than, like I said, uh, offensively Mississippi State, but, uh, yeah, they keep battling, and I think they'll feed off that energy and, and hopefully continue to play well going forward. Okay, we've got Landon Leach for another segment. If you got a if you got a question for him, you can call us at 501-661-1037. And we'll be back with more with Landon after this on Drive Time Sports. Tune in to hear what the Head Hog has to say each Wednesday with the Sam Pittman Show. Brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer. It's fall. And you know that means schools are back in. Leaves will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights and action. 
action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai gets you there in style and with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty 10 years, 100,000 miles. And Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to $3,000 off new Hyundais this fall at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway and online at chriscranehyundai.com. So have you been living life with pain and you keep saying, well, I'm going to go to the doctor, but I really don't want to do the surgery and I don't want to be on pain meds forever. Well, I have an option for you. It's called QC Kinetics. Hey, everybody, it's RJ Hawk. I just had a buddy the other day that came up to me and he said, hey, look, I keep hearing your ads. I'm going to give them a try. What's the number? I'm going to tell you right now. 501-222-8440. Look, there is absolutely no reason that you need to keep living with all this joint pain. If you've got hip pain, back pain, shoulder pain, knee pain, you owe it to yourself to go by for this free consultation to QC Kinetics. There's people all over central Arkansas that are using QC Kinetics right now, and it's changing their life. It's giving them their life back. They use properties from your own body to heal your body. So there's no surgery, no downtime, and especially no drugs. Give them a call today for that free consultation, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Package Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Once a year, Saracen gives away a coveted BMW to one lucky winner. This month is that special time, and you could be the winner of an amazing BMW X5 SUV from Saracen Casino and BMW of Little Rock. Play to win a top-of-the-line BMW SUV only at Saracen Casino Resort. Just a short 40 minutes away, Saracen Casino is Little Rock's closest place to play and win a BMW X5 SUV. Saracen Casino Resort. Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. Great friend and great supporter of the Buzz First Security Bank. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our community stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses. So other people can have better lives. The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Check them out at fsbank.com and get ready to bank better at First Security. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports. Landon Leach is with us for one more segment tonight. we got a couple callers. Let's go to Dave. Dave, thanks for calling. Hey, this is Bay Razorback calling from Tampa, Florida. Oh, <clears throat> guys, right. Rick just wanted to. Yeah, I, I uh, Rick, we met at the game. I don't know if you remember me and my couple kids after the game yeah. ran into you yeah. guys in the hallway and yeah. got our pictures made with you. I just want to yeah. say it was nice meeting you guys. And I hope your camera didn't break. And uh, no, no, we got some good ones. And uh, I tell you, it was it was sure. Uh, I heard somebody say earlier you weren't, weren't wasn't sure how to feel. It was it was so surreal finally getting that win. Um, I've been to five of those counting 
counting Saturdays game. I've been to five of them there. Wow. So uh been down here for 30 years and <clears throat> graduated in 93. And uh, I think I told you that. Yeah, um, you did? Yeah. You and, graduated uh, you moved straight to Tampa. What's the deal, huh? It, it, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, my, my career brought me down here. But uh, I sat there in those stands for, for four of the losses. And in 97, we didn't go because it was it was number one versus whatever we oh, were. So but, good. Um, right. Yeah. But it was a pleasure meeting you guys. And I, I, we ha- we were lucky enough, fortunate enough to, to, to get to interact with a lot of the players. Ended up uh, running into to KJ after we ran into you guys and, and spent some time with him. And, and I, I, I shook his hand three different times just telling him how proud we were of him and them and <laughs> uh, how, how what a great victory this was for for the university and for you know obviously historical but um it, like he said it was surreal it was, i think it's surreal for all of us fans and you know sitting up there in the stands watching the game it was obviously never uh the, the victory was never felt like it was never within our grasp even you know so they missed that still goal at the end and then but, but you know, Trey said it, and I, I felt the same way. When KJ ran for 20 yards on first and 20, I, I just knew they were going to somehow find a way to win, and, and they did it. And great victory. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to call him. It says a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for being so gracious when we met. And, of course. And all that. And, uh, yeah, go Hogs. All right. Glad you enjoyed it. And you can, you got bragging rights in Florida. Way to go, Dave. Okay. Cool, Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. Okay. we got Jim Harris on the line. Hi, Jim. Hello, good evening. Uh, good e- well, I had a quick quick question about the uh, the, the penalty uh, just just prior to Florida kicking the field goal attempt that they hit wide right. Yeah. I didn't quite understand uh, the substitution was going on. It looked like maybe the yeah. kicking team for Florida was coming in or something. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did we get that penalty? I read an article that said Florida got a penalty there. They did. They got a five-yard no. penalty for illegal procedure. They had 19 guys on the field, or maybe it's for too many players on the field. But the point <laughs> is, the clock should have continued to run because they were running yes, players right. on the field, and Arkansas yeah. was running players on the field, and they and they stopped the clock. If the clock had continued to run, the game would have been over. They would have gotten that chance. So Arkansas was very fortunate he missed that field goal. Yes, and there, there's also, so I, I was sitting there with an official, uh, and I was arguing with him because there's supposed to be a 10-second runoff there. Yeah. Uh, because you're supposed to be given 10 seconds to uh, to uh, change players. Once they, once they make a substitution, you're supposed to have time to make a substitution. Right. Well, it was completely an official error again. <laughs> I mean, it just blows my mind what keeps happening. Because technically, so... What it is is the ball does stop as, a, as at a first down, and then once they it should have once it was spotted it should have immediately started the clock again. Right. Then they substituted. We should have had time to substitute. Well, the officials messed up, and so since they allowed the snap to happen, it became a dead ball, and there's no ten second runoff because the clock hadn't uh, technically wasn't supposed to have started again. Um, you know, because they were supposed to be standing over it, all this other stuff. But take, all it came down to is there was normally there's a 10 second runoff for that because the clock's running. Uh, they never started the clock, but yet they allowed didn't allow us to substitute. So the officials called it a dead ball and allowed the field goal opportunity. Okay, well, thank you. I, uh, you know, I, there were a lot of things in that game, and being a, a hog fan, I was, but I was trying not to be too much of a homer but that particular play was looked like it was patently wrong and i'm is there any accountability for that uh with the officiating crew probably not for that they'll they'll get graded down for it but remember the last time arkansas lost a close game at gainesville 2009 (laughs) the officiating crew was so bad they got suspended for a week so, uh, and Arkansas should have won that game in 2009, except for some terrible calls. Yes. Hey, Rick, and I, I rewatched that play several times because I was, like I said, I was watching it with that official, and he said, watch. He said, the guy that's spotting the ball, the, the umpire was doing right, and the white, hat, the white hat waved him off, which he did. And, I, you know, why he did that, I don't know. 
Um, but it just always seems that we kind of get the short end on some of those calls, and it's frustrating. <laughs> but uh, luckily this time uh, we got the break that they missed the field goal and had the opportunity to go win it. Absolutely. That's the thing is Arkansas overcame a lot. And, and think about this. From the, what, minute and a half to go in the third quarter on, it was consecutive trading scores. And mm-hmm. every time, and in previous games this year, when that happened, Arkansas didn't respond. In this game, they did. They kept getting their lead back. And then, and then finally, of course, tied the game with 44 seconds to go. And that, that shows you, anybody that's ever thought this team didn't have any fight left in them, that proved that that's not the case. Yeah, and, and I tell you, I, I also meant to mention earlier, because I'm with you, and I think the reason that they had that confidence to go make some of those plays is because uh, how we were spreading the formations again this week and, and making it easier for K, uh, KJ on his read. Uh, I'm just telling you, when you when you spread the field like we did, it allows for your read to be so much easier. It also allows for you to understand who's coming off the blitzes more uh, because if a guy if they're going to corner fire out of the slot, the safety's got to widen out over the top, and so you're able to see those things much easier versus those condensed where they can play their normal positions as a safety. Um, you know, and, and you're not able to tell. You think he might come, but you're not sure. So it helped the offensive line as well, uh, along with our slide protections. And, and what it mainly did, it opened up all those run lanes for KJ. Certainly did. And it was great to see him run again. And we saw him do again on that overtime, something we have not seen him do much this year. That's lower his head and just run over somebody. He, he did that for two years, but we haven't seen that much this year. That was good to see. It, it was fantastic to see, and uh, you know, it, he looked like the uh, the leader that that he's been the last few years. Where uh, he says, "I'm going to put you on my back, and I'm going to take care of this football team offensively." And uh, he, he just looked like he had a different confidence about him. And, and again, that goes back to uh, it was more of a brawls type system where you're spreading it out, making it easier on the quarterback, and making your one or two man reads. And if it's not there, take off and go. So. Uh, he looked like looked like himself again. Other thing that was cool uh, watching the team on the sidelines is there were times there were defensive players came over and encouraged the offense, and times the offensive players encouraged the defense. That's something we haven't seen a whole lot of this year, and that's uh, but that's necessary if you're going to have a heck of a team. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, uh, and and I think a lot of it was this year. I mean, you would hear Pittman talk about it. it the defense was playing so well, yeah. the defense didn't really know what to say to the offense and vice versa. Uh, so it, it was nice to see, and we hope that continues uh, over these last or next three weeks. Okay, Landon, great to have your insights on the game. We'll, enjoy, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. That is, Landon, that is Landon Leach. We've got another half hour before we join Razorback Basketball, so we hope you'll give us your calls when we return on Drive Time Sports. And you know that means schools are back in. Lees will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights, an action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai gets you there in style. And with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. And Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to 